Jesse, aka the Bizzle. The Bizzle. Thank you, the Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of the Bizzlecast, welcome to the Bizzlecast official year-end wrap-up for 2017 and a look into the future with 2018. My name is Jin Urso, and I am here with Lara Croft. Lara, we've been adventuring on different sides of the galaxy. It's great to finally make your acquaintance. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. You know, I just went down to uh, Thailand the other week and I found this exquisite ancient urn of a royal prince who had been banished. It was marvelous. You know, it got possessed a couple of times, but it wasn't that bad. Well, that, that sounds like a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm hoping you move towards socially conscious ventures because there's a lot of evil in the world and sometimes we need to rebel against evils uh, and, you know, rebellions are built on hope. Absolutely. You've got to have a bit of hope to actually find the thing that you're looking for as well. <laughs> I think this accent is just getting worse. It's better than mine. I wasn't even thinking of doing a Felicity Jones accent. <laughs> there we go. All right, so Brick Girl. Welcome. Hello, Bizzlecast listeners. We, we, were, we did that gag mostly for ourselves because yes. everyone knows I love Jyn Erso. And, and I am a huge fan of Lara Croft. She yes. is amazing unlike most people i actually do like the angelina jolie movies i agree the, from what i recall they were, they were quite good mm. um but uh we were joking about how did it come up that i was this was just the other night but um, it was just like our personalities or something or i was like oh uh, you thought i had because i did a little cosplay photo um and you thought I was actually Lara Croft originally, or was that someone else? No, it had something to do with our personalities. It was something where, like, you were talking about, like, adventures, and I was talking about oh, politics or something. Oh, it was with Horizon. Something. Look at this segue right here. Oh, we're talking nice. about how we battle creatures in Horizon. Yes, yes, yeah. So, BizzleCast listeners, we are actually going to do a 2017 wrap-up and talk about 2018. And the first thing we're going to talk about in our 2017 wrap-up is not only the video game of the year, but the one of the best properties in any media. And a property, Brittany, that I think could easily have been a movie and or series of books. The writing is so good, at least of the main story. Mm-hmm. That's Horizon Zero Dawn. The main reason Horizon Zero Dawn didn't win Game of the Year across uh, uh, the mainstream media is that it was a ps4 exclusive um Ah. and also zelda is zelda and uh, people have oh yeah people have um like my uh twitch partner ethan who's much younger uh even than he's younger than you even the people people have nostalgia blinders whenever it comes to mario or zelda and all those games immediately get tense and let me tell you i played a few hours a Breath of the Wild, and it's great from a gameplay standpoint, but it's nowhere near the depth story or character-wise. It's just Zero Dawn, but there was no way that wasn't going to win. Yeah. Go ahead. I think with um, Horizon Zero Dawn, it's so amazing because you don't usually get a fresh 100% new uh, franchise or, or just commodity that picks up so well and you can see it has a huge future in front of it. So you can see the Horizon is probably going to have as big of a future as Tomb Raider. She, in one game, was up there with Lara Croft. And I think that's just how incredible it is. You don't get that often these days. Yeah, I think she's past Lara Croft uh, only be- oh. only because ah. no, hold on, <laughs> only because uh, Ashley Birch either won or was nominated for every voice acting uh, award around the world, mm. and the various women in the video games. I'm not talking about Angelina, who's awesome, and the various women in the video games who have voiced Lara Croft, who are great. 
is not Ashley Birch in 2017, who's like the it girl of video game voicing mm. right now, on top of winning an Emmy, being an award-winning Nickelodeon uh, producer of children's material, um, and doing all sorts of other amazing stuff. So I, I think that's what mm. sets Aloy apart. I also think just Definitely. the fact that it, it's all about Aloy's origin story for the entire time and i think i'm look if they do the tomb raider movie right and everyone is rightly skeptical because it is a video game movie Mm. um if they do it right it does look like they're doing a family based you know uh character based origin story um and that is one thing we talked about in our tomb raider podcast um, and if yeah. that's what they're going to do with Academy Award winner, I love you, Ashley Burt, but you're not Academy Award winner, Alicia Vikander in live action. <laughs> she gets a half decent script, Brit, as we talked about, whether the movie does well financially or not, that's going to be a super compelling story because the world building is all there. And I think that's what makes Horizon so crazy is for all the apocalyptic video games and movies and TV shows, they built a post post apocalyptic vision with a female character where it was important that she's female for reasons that we get in the beginning and then reasons we don't get until later Mm -hmm. on in the game uh agree or disagree go ahead well absolutely um but i was also thinking that another reason why aloy i think was so quick to be amazing is that she didn't actually have to go through the sexualism that um lara croft did so you know the whole big bus thing which we argued sorry we, we argued extensively was overblown by media and certain people and actually men and oh, women yeah. players for the most part don't really care about that stuff yeah but it's just it's one of those things where Aloy doesn't have to go through that so that's another step that kind of puts this game and it's also the um the time and the era that it's made in that promotes it in such a good light because it didn't have to go through that and it didn't it just it dealt with Aloy's character with such care that she was so three-dimensional she was such a person you know i I don't know how better describe that she was so three-dimensional she was real she was you know wasn't treated in a horrible sense and you could decide um as you played the game whether or not you did want to just the little choices were really cool whether you wanted to have her have a relationship with someone if you wanted her to be kinder or harsher but it wasn't too much of a leeway as well so the freedom in that to have her more of a three-dimensional character, but also yeah. a bit like you, just made it so relatable. Yeah, and the romance stuff is very... It's not like Mass Effect, where you're constantly trying to hook up with aliens and stuff, yeah. or, or people of same or different gender, um, or no gender. Um, it, it, I think a lot of it is just shipping. Like, you shipped her with the um, young uh, African-American dude, who I forget his name. What's his name? Um, um, Val to something yeah um, <laughs> and also the effortlessness of gender and race blindness in the game is amazing for the most part I know yeah it's um, such a great um, interrace into gender it just everyone I mean, it's, it's Star Warsy in that sense not, right like the new yeah. Star Wars they don't really talk about it because they don't need to go ahead yeah exactly they don't need to so they've just done it they don't point a finger at it and say look how amazing we are they've just done it which I'm so glad that they they did because it's like we want to get there. We want to get to a point where it is almost glance over because it should be just accepted as the norm. So um, before I – so I'm currently 30% in. Now, mine came with uh, Frozen Wilds pre-installed. Um, 
And so that that 30% includes all the frozen wild stuff. So I think what I'm going to do, I'm supposed to do is complete everything up until the final mission from the original game and then do frozen wild and then go to the final mission, I think is how, how you're supposed to do it. So I'm really, yeah. And I'm basically, it's an hour for percent. It's amazing. I'm a little slow because I literally pick up every fucking root and branch that's around (laughs) and I just like to explore and I will say, Britt, your one complaint um, in terms of gameplay, I didn't understand at the time. Now playing, I totally get, which is yeah. I am trying to pull all sorts of jumps and walking on ledges, and it does not reward you whatsoever for doing that. Usually you fall to your death or it just doesn't lead anywhere. Mm. I think it's more along the lines of the um, when you get to collecting all the different sorts of collectible items like mugs and banook. Uh, figurines you do climb but it's not as interactive as the tomb raider games so the tomb raider games you would have to shoot an arrow to get a rope across these two things and then you have to leap onto another arrow you had previously shot and it was really like a puzzle yeah um but it was just like pretty much one way or if there was another way you'd let you'd led to the same place. Yeah. It's more like so Assassin's w- Creed where you just have to see the yeah. next thing to jump to. Uh, yeah. It's actually less interesting than Uncharted. Uncharted uses the same mechanism where you can sort of see the yellowish thing you're supposed to jump to. But mm-hmm. because Uncharted is a linear adventure game for the most part, they make each one very distinct and very thematic for where you are. So like Uncharted 2, which is probably the best, you spend most of the time in Tibet in these ancient hidden Tibetan um, Buddhist temples underground and stuff so there's puzzle elements built into that which is great this is just like you either see the ladder or there's nothing else going on but that is a small complaint because oh absolutely the combat in this game makes me never want to play a shooter again and i just got a playstation yeah. 4 and i'm starting with some new franchises um i got titanfall i also got some games that were smashed for being bad like mass effect andromeda but i got it for five bucks and i love the mass effect series so i'm going to play through that and that one's also a third person as opposed to a first person but the bow controls where you're basically using three or four different buttons just to shoot an arrow if you want to do it right as opposed to just holding down the trigger is so brilliant all the different ways you can take down the creatures i do think i wish there was more variation in bows and weapons but i knew that that was the case going in and they take care of that with modifications a little bit and yeah. Brittany, i just i sent you the snapshot i still have it up on my tv right now I'm staring at it, that shot of Aloy next to the campfire outside of Meridian. Her outfits are so spectacular and i love mm. that in 2017 2018 the an- something that started as an anime obsession way back in the day of getting outfits for characters and that being important is something that both men and women enjoy in video games right it's so good because the outfits actually affect how you play the game it'll help with corruption it will help help with uh, freezing like the banuka attire. um it will help with disguise when you're going to the um yeah like you're actually uh, what are they switching called? armor depending on yeah. the situation which rarely happens in these kind of games go ahead mm. and just and just like the weapons you can modify them to help better your play i mean i way too early in the game i probably shouldn't have gotten it so early and made it a bit more of a challenge i got the invincible or near invincible armor so <laughs> which armor is that uh, it's you have to connect, uh, collect a lot of power cells, and then you have to return. Oh, back that's to that's the, the level uh, twenty five underground bunker, which I've been to, but I don't have the power cells. No, it's not. Oh, uh, it's. 
I don't know if you'd call no, it. No, yeah, I know. I know exactly what we're talking about. I can see the oh, armor. Okay. It's, it's they call it a bunker. Okay. Yeah, it's an oh, old they school do? bunker. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an old school yeah. from during the apocalypse war. No spoilers here. Um, I was getting it confused with the um, caverns. Mm-hmm. Where you get to unlock different creatures. They're not called caverns. They're called something else. Uh, they're called cauldrons. But the armor you are speaking of is not in a cauldron. It's in a special no. site in yeah. the far southeast map before you head towards Meridian. And I just explored as much as I could in, in the Norlands and then went west. But mm. the problem is because I think like an old school gamer... I'm trying to always climb the mountains, but for things like some of the flowers, it's just on the side of the mountains. And it's really frustrating because you put a marker on it and it doesn't tell you exactly where it is. So you gotta make up your mind. It's either let me have the challenge of climbing the mountain and knowing it's up there and letting me be creative or be more specific and let me get it. Because I was gonna say Brit is, I saw a full playthrough for the most part of the main campaign by Jesse Cox, who's a very well-established, um he's he's a bearded redhead uh who is exactly my age grew up playing all the games i played and he's just a hilarious podcaster he's part of a whole um network of la based podcasters and also brits like total biscuit who's one of the, has one of the most watched youtube channels online they're basically all people my age who got involved in world of warcraft really quickly and then did r- podcasts and youtube shows about world of warcraft and have built into like video game mini empire since then uh, he was, he's unlike me, who's just started being attracted to redheads physically. Like, <laughs> I, I, I always, I always want redheads to be my best friend, but I wasn't like, I, I've always been into like sort of darker Middle Eastern girls. Like Laura Croft is generally more my type of girl than, than Aloy. I'm going to, I'm going to have to break your heart. And I think I've held on to this secret long enough. I'm a little bit of a redhead, but just the past year I've actually been dyeing my hair a bit more red. Okay. So, so it's not, it's a, it's a bit more bottle than natural. <laughs> as long as you've ever experienced it, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, that's, oh totally yeah, fine. I got yeah. called Ranger. I got but called anyways, Ranger. Jesse Cox <laughs> is, who's a m- large chubby man, uh, but a very, uh, has a lot of heart. Um, and he's, uh, he's developed an identity of, he plays the role. He he acts like he thinks he's a YouTube creeper, but he's just like a big teddy bear. And so it just makes it hilarious. And most of his co-hosts are, are all women. And he's actually like seeing him play life is strange and like just cr- be crying mm. constantly. It was hilarious. Oh, I, oh, that game destroyed Dude, me. The sequel is great. Story? Or the prequel that they Did released I tell the is great. story behind me buying that game. Also, Ashley Birch. Go ahead. I, I walked into a JB Hi-Fi in Melbourne. My brother was off looking at the records and I was just looking at the games. Um, you know, still at the time, not a very big gamer. And I picked this one up. I'm like, oh, it's a PC game. I don't have a PlayStation. Maybe I should try playing PC games. But before I even bring it down to properly look at it, someone in my proximity goes, buy it. Buy it now. Yeah, it is. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yep. She's like, one of my friends are a part of the developing team development team you have oh. to buy it it's so amazing don't not so kind of like they're called. Yeah. into this purchase and did not regret it at all so thank you random female mm-hmm. in the games aisle you you gave me a broken heart yeah i appreciate that and ashley birch plays chloe her way over the top friend who yeah. although annoyed some people the hardcore fans love chloe and not not only was she such a great character and became so much more central to the story than you think at first um 
that's all I'm going to say. No spoilers that they, the, yeah. the prequel, which is only three episodes, um, is, uh, from her perspective. And it's like four years. It's like when Max was only gone for a year. And so it's like years before the main life is strange. And we meet Rachel Amber, who's like her love interest in the main story, but we never meet. And it's her being wooed actually by Rachel Amber in the game. Um, but it's a much more laid back Chloe. And now there was a voice actor strike here. And so, uh, Ashley Burch physically could not, her contract would not allow her to do the role. And so they had to search far and wide for someone who sounded roughly like Ashley Burch, but would do their own spin. Uh, it's called Life is Strange Before the Storm. And you know what that's referring to if you played the original game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found a great voice actress. And because she's like a freshman as opposed to a senior and she's much more laid back and just trying to be like an edgelord and yeah, heavy metal. Like she's not as like out there yet. Actually works really well. Um, and Ashley Burch wrote one of the three episodes like completely oh, that's awesome. back herself. Yeah, actually the best, the middle act, uh, wherein this isn't a big this isn't a big spoiler. Chloe is forced against her will last minute to play the role of Ariel in the Tempest, which is like the main theme throughout. And this is the play they're doing at the time at the uh, the Academy. <laughs> and Rachel Amber's the lead and whatever is so fantastic. Um, but uh, but anyways, so uh, Josie Conks did by far the most watched playthrough of um, Horizon Zero Dawn. I believe every episode was at least 200,000. Some of them were in like the half Jeez. million mark. And unlike most of his episodes where he plays 30 to 60 minutes and releases them a couple times a week, he would sit there for four plus hours and just bang out, you know, 10% of the game every time or whatever because mm. he was so obsessed. And he calls... It is one of those games that yeah, you just get quickly calls, obsessed with. He calls Aloy Bayloy. <laughs> which some people find condescending no, I see that. but when you watch him do it I was going to say he's one of these redheads that loves other redheads and wants to make redheaded babies and so he's very attractive <laughs> like Felicia Day he like fake proposed marriage to online in like a viral video um, and uh, and he from seeing the artwork he loved her but he fell in love with her for this is a very roundabout way of saying yes these characters are attractive whether on screen video game TV whatever but it has to be their person that ultimately attracts you and so he got really defensive of her like he didn't even want to like put her in the midriff clothing you know he was like (sighs) (laughs) yeah. <laughs> you know it was like no that's not appropriate for for Bailey. um and so i got to see his perspective of and how much he loved the game a guy who plays video games for a living and plays stupid yeah. games like the middle earth action games that are like fun but like nowhere near as deep and he was so into it and i'm kind of glad i watched it because some of those scenes later in the thing uh, which i'm going to experience again on my playthrough are kind of scary later in the game and or just disturbing and i feel like if i was playing three in the morning like i have been now on some of those scenes right i mean it you kind of know where it's going but it gets super dark in a way that seems predictable looking back but i didn't see at the time were you surprised by where the plot went um considering that they tell you yeah we might have to go spoilers because okay, so I'm I, I not sure where you Spoiler warning for just a couple minutes here, guys. Uh, I, I, we're not going to give away all the secrets, but and you don't have to talk so specifically. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they tell us pretty early on where it is geographically. You, we know pretty early on, based on the technology level, that it is a post-post-apocalypse. But we don't mm-hmm. really know exactly what went down. And like all great movies... 
in properties, it's not about the actual plot, but about the characterization that we get. These voices from the past that she runs across that are haunting mm. or evil or heartbreaking, right? Just these little recordings. Yeah. Um, and that's very hard to do. That's a role-playing game thing that's been around forever, but I think set it um, apart. I know you're not a huge gamer, but were some of these sort of heavy RPG story elements newer to you or just fresh? Um, they're, they're sort of new because I had watched my brother play Bioshock and you can get some, um, some things to listen to in that. But I, I haven't really played, oh, Batman, the Batman Arkham series does have a few of those. So I not guess like I did not, do some like of that. No, not like this. Not this is a like lot more this. interactive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it was a very good way how they revealed it. I loved just witnessing the relationship, um, though, Dr. <laughs> I'm trying to refrain from a doppelganger, but another redhead in the game uh, that was a doctor. Yeah. Yep. yep. If you catch my drift. And her relationship with Gaia, who... Yep. So, just really quickly, which, guys, yeah. and we'll stop, we'll stop on the plot stuff, because I want to talk about more about Aloy, the character, but basically... She's an outcast from a matriarchal society that's sort of neo-primitive, but she finds some technology and she discovers that she's kind of special and one of the matriarchs sort of tells her that she's special. And then they actually allow her to be a brave of the tribe, even though she grew up an outcast, which is kind of an exception. Oh, seeker, yeah. Seeker. She well, no, the seeker comes seeker. after. Yeah. No, they allow, they allow her to try to be a brave. And while she's taking oh, her yeah. final test, they're attacked by an enemy tribe and they are mostly slow other than Aloy and a few other people. And so then mm -hmm. she is told even more about her past by one of the matriarchs, um, mothers of the tribe, and uh, but just enough to really pique your interest but make you work for it. I mean, God damn it, I'm 30 hours into the game yeah. and other than one cauldron Brit, I haven't done any plot stuff, basically. And I'm 30% I'm <laughs> and 30 hours into the game and that's, that's all I've yeah. done. So I'm starting to give up on the flowers and the Banuke stuff because I'm just fighting monsters. I don't want to fight looking for objects that I really don't care about and I know my weapons aren't going to get that much better oh dude where can I get an upgraded melee weapon I've been literally I'm full melee mode and I'm still using the fucking melee weapon from the beginning oh okay well um first off with the Banuke and collectibles leave that until you get to the Kaja territory because you can buy I'm in Kaja. yeah I know I've seen oh, everything okay. yeah but now I have to fun. go I just um, yeah go ahead with upgrading your melee weapon, you've got to wait until Shadow Carja territory where you okay. get given an upgraded weapon, I'm pretty sure. Pretty I, sure it's that one. I went straight down the two trees for melee. So, like, I am one step away from being able to one-shot large dinosaurs and bosses if I do it right. Um, mm. Which I know sounds lame, but you still can only pull that off in certain situations because you expose yourself. So, I still yeah. do a ton of bow work. My, my thing is I basically use the precision arrows and the breakable stuff uh, that you like as well on the long bow and mm -hmm. the sniper bow. Shoot them. Try get them down to 50% health have them charge me I then sprint and slide people use the roll I sprint and slide and while I'm sliding I turn and hit them with a barrage and then they come at me one more time and I roll and come back with a heavy melee that's basically my move <laughs> that I do over <laughs> and over again yeah so intense like I yeah. my favorite part of the games were when you'd go into the um the the not the rebel the the horrible people that oh, would attack yes. bandit tents. Oh, yes. Stealth snipering I the, the people tents. is great. I yeah. was 100% stealth, but it was only until like three quarters of the way through the game yeah. that I realized that you could actually disarm the alarm. 
I didn't really like to go up to it. Yeah, you can and, like, it. Yeah. Cut it down. I've just, there was one point, oh, so much fun. I was sitting right near the alarm in some red grass, which is awesome because your red hair sticks to the red grass. It's so awesome. cool. Um, and I just put trip wires on either of the bridges that leading towards it. Used. Yeah. And I'd whistle. And then a whole lot of people would just come running and boom, 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 boom. Oh, that's hilarious. More people would come running, boom, 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 boom. I didn't have to lift a finger. That's awesome. I don't even have the whistling ability. <laughs> yeah. I've got a completely different way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it, though, because I do like the sort of God of War melee combat mixed with the, the bow and arrow stuff. But I will. Yeah. I mean, some of the bosses, you literally just sit up on a ridge and try not to get hit by their stuff and, and, you know, and take them down, pick yeah. them off. Yeah. Which is Especially realistic. the ones that go underground. Oh, God. That one it took me forever to realize I need to get off that ground. I don't know why. You need to get me, off I, the ground, yeah. yeah. I need to get off the ground. But anyways, but Aloy, like the Star Wars characters, like you said, it's important that she's a woman and it's clear that she's a woman, but it's not what defines her identity. And mm -hmm. there's very little, you'd think in a tribalist society, there'd be more sexism. But I guess in a matriarchal society, the, the people are a thinking a little differently. Well, I guess if you look at it from another point of view, there is a little bit of sexism in that the male, the men of the tribe aren't given as much power because only a woman can be a um, grand leader. I can't remember what they're called, but depending on how, and I loved how this works, how many descendants that woman has. So technically they've created however much of a pe percentage of the tribe that gives them the higher level of respect but in saying that, then a man can't have that high position. So I guess there is a little bit of sexism in the tribe sense in that way. But this is me just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's reversal. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but uh, but like I know that for example, like on the new Star Trek show, which my my buddy Matt, who's podcast with me, uh, what really wants me to watch. Um, they like in Star Trek, they talk very openly about gender issues, and the show's very talks about adding female characters and gen blah blah blah. Whereas Star Wars just. <sighs> I don't know. I think it depends on how you view Princess Leia from the 70s and 80s, right? Because mm. I don't... I grew up a kid that you'd think I would view her one way, but I viewed her the other. Like, my memories of... I didn't have posts like sexy posters of Leia on my wall. I mean, I didn't have sexy posters of most of anyone but you know what i mean like that wasn't like even this is going down an odd path well, no I'm, I'm talking about the you know like female character female badasses and leia is like the ultimate yeah. female badass and like how important is it you know that they're female or whatever um and what i was gonna say is you know people make fun of me for my jenner so stuff and that's fine you know uh and, and she's she's officially my 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 waifu i mean there's no going back even though i technically i think waifus are just video games but whatever um but it's, it well, was her personality like that won exception. me over with jen because she's so i just find her very cute you, you go into the movie you think she's just going to be a hardened badass but you know and he sees he's like where'd you get that gun and she's like i found it you know like all innocent <laughs> like cutesy and she's like really naive in the end you know she's still sheltered even yeah. after all the shit she went through which is just like aloy right she's partially sheltered now she's out in the world and I mean, yeah, it's almost stretches believability, the, the level of not taking shit from anyone. But because it gets so emotional as the plot goes on, I think that was the right choice, right? Mm. Yeah, I think um, with Aloy being, she was a hard character, but you could also choose how 
I guess, well, I don't think he had moments to really make her cute, like you were saying with Janerso, but you could make her um, softer and more approachable. Um, and I th- think I did go that route. I think I did have her as a gentle-ish sort of character. But as soon as I came across a character that pissed me off, I was just like, hell no. Nil. Bring out the big guns. I'm a sass this man. <laughs> like Nell, the uh, bandit bandit hunter killer that has a thing for you. Oh, that guy with yeah. the yeah with the with the chieftain's headdress. I love killing oh, yeah. people, but killing people I is great. That blood, man. blood, and blood. I didn't kill him. Yeah, I didn't kill him in the end though. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I, I want to, but I'm not going to be able to. I, no, I there's actually I was, v- there's very little dialogue choice. I compared Mass Effect is constant dialogue choice like oh yeah yeah, but uh, i kind of like this is my thing with mass effect and with skyrim i am overwhelmed it's just too much for me to choose from um probably the biggest option game i have played is beyond two souls and that is a great game that is a great game um but at the same time i kept saving points playing it through then going back to where i had saved it and going another way Mm -hmm. Uh, which is what you're meant to do to enjoy all the options but with with aloy's choice range i didn't feel like i had to i felt i had enough choices oh yeah to play however i wanted to play but then also i didn't have to go down the other ways i didn't have to do all that yeah i mean there's a bunch of times because I'm so uh, Mass Effect, uh, you know, like indoctrinated where I'm immediately ready to hit the like, fuck you response. And she just says it. I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know, she'll like, she'll just tell someone to shut up and stop talking, which I think oh, is yeah. great, you know. Um, yeah, now, um, all right, Brit. Well, we could talk about Horizon forever. Um, sorry, people, that was rambling a bit. It just shows our love for the game. Um, I guess I was going to say just really quick, if you do love Mass Effect and those types of third-person action games but that have role-playing elements and tons of story, the difference with Mass Effect is the challenge is the dialogue trees and deciding whether you're going to be on the good side or the slightly evil side, basically. In this game, it's about physically finding the story and then processing processing it right Um, Mm. it's not about making constant moral decisions through your dialogue which is what mass effect is but i think the story is better served i completely agree with what you said um this is my final point on this and i have a transition um a story is better served with only a handful of dialogue choices and those mostly being flavor because unlike shepherd who they do an entire like evil path with you couldn't do that with aloy's character She's going to be a yeah. good person in the end, right? She can be, you can make her a little snarkier, you know, but like it just wouldn't work with the story. And, and uh, I'm just going to say she's important, very important, very, very, very important person. <laughs> 